Okay, so... Hello everybody and welcome to... Well, back to the bins. But kind of Avengers Spotlight. I'm it's, Paul Spataro, and I'm here with Dr. Bill Robinson. It, it's Avenger Bin Light. It's back to the spotlight. Back to the spotlight. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, what's going on with Avenger Spotlight is we got to episode 49, and we have some raw material to be episode 50, which is a dramatic, dramatic retelling of a story. And that was going to actually close out Avengers Spotlight as a separate entity. entity. Yeah. So, so what we're doing today is we're doing Avengers Spotlight 51, but it's also back to the bins number 400 and whatever. The, the, the numbering will continue from back to the bins henceforth. Except for if and when we get episode 50 ready for everybody to hear it. That will be Avengers Spotlight 50. Avengers 50 was already partially edited and was lost. And it oh. took me so long. See One, it was, hope it you was, have a real good time. Oh. It was soul-crushing. And uh, it takes me forever to edit. And I just... I think I'm just going to edit what I have raw. And you can hear... Uh, I mean, I'll probably take out a lot of the su superfluous stuff but uh it's not going to be heavy on sound effects it's not going to be heavy on music because i i go too too deep i suck as an editor i you know i'd be like i'm trying to make every freaking thing i do like orson wells uh you know citizen kane citizen bill trying to edit a podcast so i'm gonna fall over dead and say rosebud ultimately what it'll be it'll i guess it'll be similar to our dramatic retelling of amok time yeah, yeah, which we, yeah, we, exactly, because we was just raw in your in your backyard. Yeah, so. in my brain, we were going to add sound effects and music and and only have the dialogue. Uh, instead, not all the giggles, got, and snorts. Yeah, and, instead and, we got all, we got everything. It was just like here, you you just hearing what we did. Which I don't know. Maybe that's maybe sometimes that's better. Yeah, I don't know. So. So, with that being said, I'm going to push forward with editing what I have without going overboard and get this thing out. Hopefully before the end of the year. That's what I will say. <laughs> Watch, now you get it done so quickly, because I have a little bit of a, uh, you know, a little bit of padding as far as when we release episodes. So now, just watch, you get it edited and, and it gets posted before this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> oh, I can dream, can I? Yeah, yeah, you can. So for Avengers Spotlight 51, back to the oh. bins, episode 400 and whatever, we are covering Avengers number 20. Now, we previously have covered, I guess we've covered every uh, kooky quartet issue so far. I Up to this one, you know, we've, we've, whatever it is. What was it, 15 was the first one? Fifteen or sixteen, and I'm pretty sure we've done each of those. I can tell you in just a second about the Kooky Quartet. If my come sixteen, sixteen is the first one we did. We did that. Seventeen is the Minotaur. Did we do yep. that? Yep. Uh, the Minotaur. No. Well, let me see. Eighteen was the Commissar. Eighteen was the Commissar, and nineteen was the first part of this issue with the Swordsman, which we definitely did. I don't so think we anyway, did the Minotaur. We, I don't we may have done the Minotaur. We may not have. If we didn't, we may do it eventually. We may not. And but we are continuing from issue nineteen on to issue twenty. Uh, you know, we're not a uh, an index show, so we're not doing every single issue. But right now, we're kind of enjoying this run, so we're kind of comfortable pulling out the next issue every now and again. Well, we had to do well. Oh, you know what? We did do the because we did, didn't we do Avengers one point one? The stuff with Kirk, yeah, or the, at his the, the, the point had, issues. Yeah, the point. Yeah, volume seven one point one. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, we, we covered those all in one one episode, I believe. 
so yeah, we, we've we've done most of up to this point. We've done. We may not have done the Minotaur. I, I don't remember. I don't believe so. But honestly, my memory of that issue is that it's not very good. So if we didn't do it, that's okay. We well, and and, and we and, and and there was such a a a large outcry of of uh, angst and 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 hand wringing from one person <laughs> who really wanted to know what was going to happen to to Captain America. I believe that was uh, our our good friend Kirk. I think Kirk knows what happened to Captain America. He just wants to hear what we have to say about it. Are you in a wind tunnel? What is that? That's my ceiling fan. Jeez. What, you got one of them big-ass fans? It's a ceiling fan. <laughs> no, that's the name of a fan brand name. It has a donkey's... Big-ass donkey fans? No. Big-ass fans, yes. That is, I think I, it's just a regular... Oh. Because I, fan, I, and I'm, uh, I, you know, I have my wireless headset, so I was actually standing directly underneath it for a moment. Ah, yeah, no, I, I was at a, uh, I think I was doing a job at Tampa International Airport years ago, and the guy's like, "Yeah, that's a big ass fan," and I'm like, I'm just like, kind of looking up. I'm like, "Wow, that is a pretty big fan." He's like, "No, that's a big ass fan." I'm like, "Yeah, I see, it's a big fan," and then he's like, "Look at the center of, because the fan had like eight blades on it." And it's it was like each blade I swear was like ten feet long, and I'm like, oh that's donkey in the center of that. F-. He's like, yeah, it's a big ass fan. I'm like, oh, I get it. And it was uh, just and years ago. One of my, one of my friends, one of the dumb jokes that one of my friends said that stayed with me. And you know, sometimes the fact that they stay with you is no indication of quality. But uh, mm-hmm. he's, he was a fan of the Giants football team. Mm-hmm. So if people said to him, are you a Giants fan? He would say, no, I'm an air conditioner. That was his stupid <laughs> joke. But for whatever reason, it stayed in my head. Yeah, I got one like that, too. I think I've told it to you before about the mad cows. It sounds vaguely familiar, but I may have purged it from my memory. Two cows are standing in a field, and... Uh, one cow looks at the other cow. He's he's feeling kind of nervous, and he's like, "Hey, uh, you know, are you concerned about this mad cow disease go, go, going around? You know, do you think you know we're gonna catch it because we're cows?" And uh, the other cow kind of looks at him, scoffs, and goes like, "What do I care? I'm a helicopter." Get it, mad cow? The cow thought he was a helicopter, so the cow was already mad. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not funny if I gotta explain it. No, it's not. <laughs> not that the air conditioner joke was all that funny either. Come on, man! I thought that was hilarious. I was like, that was like, oh god. Were you like five? No, this was like five years ago, maybe. <laughs> I can't help, can't help you on that one, Bill. I just, jeez, I don't find it that amusing. <laughs> oh, I see. Don't laugh at my jokes. Okay, all right. That's the game we're playing. Fine. So what are we covering today, Bill? We are covering Avengers Volume 1, number 20. That came and was published in September of 1965. Where were you in 1965, Paul? I would have been a very, very young lad. September of 65? Yes. So I was almost three. Oh, well, I was negative three and a half, maybe? Negative four? I don't know. I am much older than you. What, by seven years, maybe? About. Yeah, you're you're still in your 50s, and you're in your late 50s, I'm in my early 50s. Mm-hmm. Some guy at work said, yeah, you're like 53. I'm like, you shut your mouth. I'm <laughs> 51. <laughs> to hell with you, 53. To hell with you. Come on, man. Look at me. I'm a spry 51. Come on. Don't bullshit me. Ah. So, so more about Avengers 20. <laughs> yeah. September 1965. Cover artist. Come okay. on. Yes. And Wally Wood. Editor-in-chief is Stan Lee, the writer. Stan Lee, penciler. Don Heck, inker Wally Wood. Colorist Stan Goldberg. Letter Artie Simic, 
And again, editor Stan Lee. Stan Goldberg. I wonder if there's any relation to Petra Goldberg. Hmm. Hmm. Just keep moving on. I'll look it up. Moving on. Moving on. Nothing to see here. I'm pulling up the book. But I wanted to... Okay, so first I'm going to recap the last issue just to get people up back up to speed. This is at the uh, this is in the actually in the beginning of our book. There's a little uh, a little blurb. It says, "Let's see if we can recap our entire previous issue in only thirty words." The powerful swordsman wanted to join the Avengers, but was rejected because of his questionable past. Hence. He trapped Captain America, expecting to force the others to accept him until... And he pushed him off a... Uh, well, actually, if I remember correctly, didn't Cap jump? Yes. Yes. Rather so, than allow the swordsman to... Uh, that's right, to be used as a tool against his team, blah, blah, blah. So, now we will pick up with the synopsis for this issue, which is vengeance is ours which i'm not quite sure how why that is the title but uh yeah we'll go with it just i'm going to interrupt you for a moment and please, when, I looked up please stan, when i looked up stan goldberg it does not make any mention of petra goldberg and when i look up petra goldberg it lists that as being her pseudonym and that her real name oh. is petra scotis oh so Petra Scotis is Stan Goldberg and Petra Goldberg. No. Oh, sorry. I thought. No, just, oh, okay. As, as best as I can, Stan is a man. Petra is a woman. Uh, oh. As uh, best as I can tell, they are unrelated. But you know, it's still possible there is some sort of connection that isn't listed. But on the Stan's uh, wiki page, they do mention his children, and Petra is not one of them. Hmm. All right. So, we pick up with the synopsis. After jumping from the scaffolding last issue, the Avengers have very little time to rescue Captain America. But with quick thinking, they manage it. This swordsman is outraged and attacks them. During the battle, he mysteriously vanishes. When he awakes, the swordsman is in the lair of, and this goes out to Andy Leyland, the Mandarin who allies himself, allies himself with the swordsman and gives him a more powerful sword. No sexual connotation there. He then creates an image of Iron Man, which he sends to the Avengers, vouching for the swordsman's membership. Deceived by the image, the Avengers accept him onto the team. Once in the Avengers' mansion, he plants bombs to destroy them. Later, however, he has a change of heart and tries to remove the bombs, but is caught by Captain America, who believes he is attaching them. After a brief, brief, bleh, after a brief battle, the swordsman escapes again. The swordsman regrets having botched his chance to join such a team of noble heroes. The end. And he would Typical. later go on to, and oh, die sorry. and become a plant. Oh, sorry. Yes. I feel like this is a you know, typical Marvel Silver Age book. Uh, <clears throat> you know, a lot. <clears throat> excuse me. A lot. A lot occurs very quickly. Uh, you know, a lot of change of heart and different things. But uh, I enjoy I enjoy Marvel Silver Age very much. So I have no problem with that. And I guess we should mm -hmm. uh, should do our review or do do our uh, recap. And starting with the cover, I really. I know it's different from the way it's normally showed, but I really like the Scarlet Witch with this like deeper pink that they drew that they have a colored with on the cover. And not, oh, I don't know, Scarlet. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess she'd be the the pink witch. Uh, but it just, I don't know. It, it just, it really seems the color really seems to pop at the bottom of the page because you know they're showing the construction site and then other buildings, I guess, in Manhattan. And they're all very gray, and the swordsman is mostly gray. So you have that, and then you have a pale blue sky. But then you have Captain America falling, and then in the foreground you have Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, and Hawkeye. 
and you know they're all all four very colorful so to me it feels like it really pops and then it's balanced out with the title at the top where it says vengeance is ours in purple and and yellow you know purple banner with yellow uh, lettering mm-hmm. uh, and above that the avengers is in red so i, I just feel like all the colors just kind of really catch my eye the uh the building i mean this is kirby uh but the building's very i mean that's a building under construction and it's it, you know uh, looks rather i don't want to say rickety but it's it's very detailed for a for a cover like it's detailed but as you were not on the issue that we did uh Scott and I covered one of the thing versus hulk battles and uh in the second battle there's a scene there's some scenes with a uh you know, construction site. And there's a similar thing here. Like, if you look at the swordsman atop of the building, from one side of the building to the other, it's it's about four strides. Hmm. You know, it's that's it's not realistic in that regard. Either, mm. either the swordsman has to be much, much smaller, or the building should be much, much wider. <laughs> well, maybe it's a small apartment building. Small part. Well, it, it's all done for the purposes so that you can actually see some yeah. of the detail on the swordsman. So he's he's shown oversized in that picture, mm-hmm. but there's no way they would build a skyscraper that would be that that narrow. But other than that, I, I have trouble finding any real fault with this cover. Hmm. The cover actually has the note, special note to art lovers. Wait till you see the wonderful Wally Woods inking of Don's drawings in this great ish. I'm not exactly sure why they would feel the need to put that on there other than, I guess, to promote their talent. But with the audience they were going for, would they really, you know, would they really anticipate that they'd be conscious of, you know, who Don Heck was and who Wally Wood is? Yeah, I mean, we know that. Because of because now I mean, and you think the like you're saying the audience they're trying to garner at this point is uh, teenagers. So yeah, I, I think, like, I think are they they gonna really care about the artist? I think they've advanced beyond uh, you know tweens, but I don't think they've gone. I don't think they're seeking an audience higher than teens. I don't think they're seeking. I don't think they're at the point where they're seeking like the college audience yet. Hmm. Although, who knows? Stan Stan had some bold ideas. Maybe he did uh, envision that college students would read this. And he he did try and you know this is Marvel pop art, which it had that uh, that banner at the top. So maybe that's you know maybe this is all in an effort to promote the artwork. Mm. Oh, mm, true. To make it seem like a higher form of of entertainment than the way comics were previously perceived. Just a thought. So the opening splash page kind of recreates that, but at a very different angle. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just laughing at Cap, like, falling head first. "Ah!" Jeez, Cap, you need to... I, I, I like now. I like this because you know, Stan could occasionally be wordy. Says, Let's see if we can recap our entire previous issue in only thirty words. The powerful swordsman wanted to join the Avengers, but was rejected because of his questionable past. Hence, he trapped Captain America, expecting to force the others to accept him. Until dot dot dot. Bye. That's the recap. Bye. So Cap is falling. Swordsman is wondering why he threw himself from the building, and then the other three are. Uh, Standing there, uh, and Quicksilver. Well, here, wait, if we can wait. move fast enough, maybe you should actually go. Here, wait. Let me try to read this while he's falling at the same time. We're too late. The sword. Oh, too late. He hit the ground. <laughs> no, he didn't. I saw it. Cap jumped. He did it for us so that we wouldn't surrender. But he Flat. still has a chance if we move fast enough. Yeah. Flat. How long? How long does it take? How how tall is a building? I don't know. A few hundred feet. Depends on the building, but still, I mean... But how, how long does it take to fall a couple of hundred feet? Five 32 seconds? feet per second. Well, once you reach terminal velocity, it's 32 feet per second per second. Pretty quick, but I don't remember how long it takes to get the terminal velocity. 
I know it's 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 pretty standard unless you uh, you know unless you have some sort of wind resistance. Hmm. <laughs> I bet you I'd fall fall slower. Well, I, I remember that you know that that was one of the first things they teach you you know as far as physics go in elementary school, where they, they take like two like a big rock and a small rock and say if we drop these at the same time which one's going to hit the ground first? Everybody you know at that age says oh the big rock. Yeah, and then they do it, and they both hit it exactly the same time. Mm-hmm. I saw that on Schoolhouse Rock too. Galileo, Galileo. Then, having having waited to say all those words, Quicksilver runs towards him with a TV antenna, <laughs> saying he's only fallen ten feet so far. So he only fell, fell ten feet in the time it took them to say all of that. Amazing. And then he spins around like a human tornado, creating an artificial wind gusher of incredible force, which uh, creates a vortex that slows the fall. While he's doing that, Hawkeye shoots an arrow that releases the ropes holding Cap's hands. The Scarlet Witch uses a hex to uh, pop some rivets out of the side of a girder which then kind of falls for Cap to use it as a springboard. And yeah, okay. Then what's the purpose? Uh, Hawkeye shoots a, a, a plunger arrow. Uh, that's uh, probably a, a magnet. Yeah, I know, but it looks like a plunger. Uh, and with a, with a rope that Quicksilver uses to, uh, to get over there, but I, I'm not really sure what the rush is for Quicksilver to get there. To hand him his shield. Because I guess none of them can throw a shield like a giant frisbee. And the swordsman uh, it gives them some respect because he says uh, they're far more dangerous than I thought. Individually, each one is an enemy to be respected, but as a team, they're practically unbeatable. And then he starts to uh, swing his sword in circles. The Scarlet Witch looks coyly at them and says, "At him and says, it's just ripe for another hex." And that causes a girder to get in the way, which he hits. Then Quick uh, Quicksilver runs at him and uses a plank to uh, to whack him, which he then cuts into pieces. But before we get to that, we do have a full page ad for Fantastic Four number forty three. Spider-Man number 29, and Tales of Suspense number 70. I have this. I think I have the Spider-Man issue. I think that's the only one I actually have of the three. Hmm. Uh, what is it? Fantastic Four? No, I don't think I have that. Uh, no, I don't have any Tales. Of, I have no Tales of... Uh, no issues of Tales of Suspense. I don't have nearly enough Tales of Suspense to make me happy, and I definitely, I just checked, I do have the Spider-Man issue. Well, I almost have, oh, hold on, the, the cat just left the room. Cat left the room and pushed the door open. I had to mute myself for a second and go yell out and tell everybody to shut up. <sighs> anyway, yes, Tales of Suspense, I have none. And considering how many, I mean, I've almost got the full run of uh, Iron Man Volume 1, but so no tell me. That may be next on your list, then. Yeah, maybe. Not sure. It's hard to find those. Yeah, every once in a while I come across one, usually, you know, not in pristine shape, and I'm willing to uh, to deal. Ooh, we got all... I have about, maybe about ten issues of Tales of Suspense. Anyway, so... Uh, Wait, so I was looking at the ads. Oh, yeah, okay. What do we got? You know, I've seen... I think I've... Uh, those see-behind glasses, I've actually... Uh, I actually had a pair of those. There's like a little mirror on the inside, like a like a section of the glass is mirrored so you can yeah, actually I, see behind you. I suspect if you try and use it, you'll like walk into a wall because you'll be... Oh, yeah, because you're looking behind you. Now with, yeah, you, so you're splitting your thing. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Dirty Voice, Amazing Miniature Radio, Jiu Jitsu, Onion Gum, Mmm, Delish, Trick Black Soap, Silent uh, Dog Whistle, 
Magic cards. No, nothing great in this one. No. The giant, the giant monsters, which are really just a uh, kind of like a one of those posters, I think. Like a cardboard cutout. Yeah. Or not even that, right? Well, I don't know. At the back in 1966 or 65, whatever it was, uh, you know, a, a dollar would be plenty to pay for that. <laughs> but getting back to our story. Sorry, sorry. So, uh, you know, the swordsman cuts up the wood plank that came at him. Quicksilver runs circles around him. Captain America hits him with his shield. So they're all act- acting in concert. They get him surrounded. And then once he's surrounded, he vanishes. Poof! And he says, this isn't my doing. It must be one of you. But not so much. Hmm. So they, they're, they're all perplexed. And in the next, in the next shot though, Captain America does not have his red and white stripes on the back of his costume. Whoopsie. Now that was the thing when they had the Captain America from the 1950s. When he first reappeared, that was his, you know, the difference in the costume for him. Oh, what, did he have him in the front but not the back? Yeah. Oh, did not know that. It's it's interesting the way it's drawn because he seems to have like a seam along the outside of his leg. Yeah, his pants. Running down his pants, which is just, you know. He's wearing slacks. It's a little unusual looking. Flex comfortable working slacks. Wait a minute. Hold on. There's another picture. Actually, every picture of Cap, he does not have the stripes on his back. You're right. It's just this was the first time I took note of it. Hmm. At least up to this point in the book, because I just glanced back through. Hmm. Interesting. Have we discovered some long-lost Marvel continuity error? Is this really Steve Rogers? <laughs> it could be a oh. substitute cap, and we didn't even know it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he vanishes. They're all perplexed. Uh, what is it? It's, all, it's, it's your fault, Winghead, if you had let us all attack him. I agree with Hawkeye. We're supposed to work as a team. <laughs> and you oh know what? Screw you all. You know, yeah, the two the two hotheads of the group. We're gonna take, you know, two malcontents. And of course, they're gonna go against the authority figure because, you know, for once they're gonna team together instead of bickering at each other. Team so up. Without another him. word, Captain America turns on his heel and heads for Avengers headquarters, followed by the others. None of them noticing the evil pair of eyes that have watched the entire incident. Although their owner is half a world away, why would the eyes be there? <laughs> uh, Don't understand it. But the swordsman is now uh, disoriented, and he's saying, "Where am I? And how did I get here?" And we see the Mandarin's hand pressing down on some type of button, or actually, oh no, no he uses his ring to force to to press a button because you need a ring to do that. <laughs> Which oversize, was, opens some oversized doors, and the swordsman walks in to see the Mandarin sitting there on a throne. I always liked all the rings that the Mandarin wore. I always thought it was kind of cool. I mean, when you think about it, it's a little silly, but I always kind of enjoyed it. Well, it was cool, because each one had a different power, and they were supposedly alien ring. ring. Here's my hot ring. Here's my ring that lets me go to the bathroom. Would that be your... Well, never mind. <laughs> So, so Sounds he, like the word cork, but substitute a letter. Your cork ring. There you go. Got to keep this show f- clean. Men call me Mandarin. This is my cork ring. Whoops. What do, what do you think? That drawing, I, I kind of like it because you have some, some computerized things look to the left. You have two globes covering more machinery. Are, those, what, are, what looks, are those like... Did he steal those from Brainiac, or those like shrunken cities? Uh, it almost looks like that. It looks like little, like like little models. He's got like a like a village in there or something. And then and he's behind got behind him. It looks like Asian artwork. But okay, this uh, and drapes. So 
is this actually well i mean you see it again in another panel later on on, on and it looks like it's on the wall but I question whether or not it's even really on the wall. It could be like some type of 3D hologram floating in the air, is the way I picture it. It could be. I'm not sure. But but thinking of it as you know some sort of holographic image does make it seem you know even more high tech, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing for a Mandarin story. And we know he's the Mandarin, or excuse me, the Mandarin. Because of the big M on his chest. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so the swordsman says he thinks the Mandarin was always a legend, an old wives' tale. And the Mandarin says, that is as I wished it. It is not yet time for the world to be aware of me, or my plans for complete domination of this unsuspecting planet. But at the moment, Gee. my plans are more modest. Just I merely, like my, just, I merely destroyed him. I merely seek desire to destroy the Avengers. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, please. but all right. So he wants to remain in secret, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you should have got a better mask that covers more than the bridge of your nose and your cheekbones. Other than that, I can see your whole face, man. I don't think he's trying to have a secret identity. I think he's just trying to have his existence be kind of secret. Then why the mask? Why the strip across the nose? Does, is, because is, it's a 1960s is his, comic book. Is that his? Is that like? Does that help his sleep apnea? That mask, you know, it holds open his nose so he can get better airflow at night. It could be. Could, I, it could be like a breathe breathe right strip. He he doesn't have a ring for that, you know. <laughs> Here's my CPAP ring. Here's my CPAP ring. I keep it on my toe. Just, just, just imagine he can put, he can wear twenty rings, or twenty-one depending if he's got a cork ring. Oh, sorry. I'm really taking this right into the gutter, aren't I? Kinda. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, he's, he, the Mandarin says, uh, you know, swordsman asks why he wants to get them. He's and what are they to you? As a group, nothing, but my most hated enemy, Iron Man, may one day return to them. And when he does, I want you there as a member of the Avengers to smash him from within. That's why I dissipated many months' supply of my Delta Energy sorts to transport you here through molecular tran- transjection. Transjection. Hmm. Now hand me your sword, and I shall make certain improvements that will... To multiply its present its its present power a hundredfold. Forget it, Mandarin. You picked the wrong boy this time. This the swordsman isn't anyone's agent ever. So the the Mandarin uh, then uses his rings to get to to bring those cities to life, which he calls two energy spheres. Oh, so there were energy spheres. Oh man, I and it pulls I, the sword from him. I completely misread one of those other lines. It says, only Iron Man has ever successfully defiled me. I mean, defied me. <laughs> so what happens uh, when you read too fast, kids. So, so the, sword, the sword makes its way over to uh, the Mandarin, and Swordsman pulls out a dagger and starts mm-hmm. charging, but he, use, he the Mandarin uses one of his rings to hold him in uh, some sort of suspended animation. Uh, cut yeah, back to the way that is. And, uh, <laughs> okay, so he caps. <laughs> I don't like to air my dirty linen in public, but now that we're behind locked doors where we can't be overheard, if you have any complaints about my leadership. Leadership? Ha! Huh? What leadership? Don't listen to him. Fight him for a fight. He's spoiling That's for a fight. Oh, yeah, you're a much better woman than me, Paul. I am. I'm quite the mm. woman. Touch with my feminine side. Stay out of this, Wanda. It's between Hawkeye and myself. You're you blamed, blamed right. right off. <laughs> you blamed right. Go you ahead. Blamed right. <laughs> I'm sick of the way you try to push your weight around all the time. Do you read me, man? <laughs> I don't see man on I know. Loud and clear feather brain. Get your finger out of my face before you lose it. 
so then we have uh, Quicksilver then tells Hawkeye to back down. Who looks a lot like like a uh, oh man, I am drawing a complete blank. Don't yell at me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, uh, uh, Scott would yell at me. I'm going to say if you change his hair to black and give him a spit curl, it'd be a Kurt Swan Superman. Yeah, a little bit. I see a little bit. I could also, see, I could also kind of see Dick Tracy. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Scarlet Witch backs up Quicksilver. Captain America tells her to, to, you know, don't worry about it. Everybody's picking side. So they decide to have a contest between uh, Quicksilver and, and Hawkeye, where Hawkeye says he can beat his speed with one of his arrows. So they they start off a race where, and the artwork on Quicksilver as he's running against the arrow. Looks now he looks like bit, Dick Tracy. Yes, even more so. And did Hawkeye oh, really? Yeah, okay, think so, the, so the race was he shot Hawkeye shot an arrow at a uh, page a day calendar, and Quicksilver ran and removed the page before the arrow hit, which could have resulted in him in, in him having an arrow through his hand if he had been just slightly off on his timing. And then something happens that maybe inspired future writers of the Ultimates. If you know what I'm referring to. Oh, her hugging him? Yeah. And then he's, he's getting a little cocky. You want to throw your shield and have me race it, Captain America? <laughs> yes, because that's my only ah. power is the speed of my shield. So we come yeah. back to the swordsman. And he's saying the Mandarin is more formidable than I thought. Perhaps the time has come for a swordsman to change his tune. Why should I waste my time fighting him when the Avengers are the real enemy? If he can humble them as he claims, why should I look a gift horse in the mouth? Time enough for me to tackle him again later after he served his purpose. Okay, Fu Manchu, let's talk things over. So, ah. And the Mandarin has the swordsman's sword in his hand, which he has already changed. He's added some buttons on it Ooh. Uh, to, to make it work like the ring. There's... Uh, well, they don't actually tell you here. Oh, the one—the one you've just pressed releases bolts of man-made lightning. Amusing, is it not? Yes, because I would just press those buttons without knowing what they are. Oh, that's—that's that's the one that tases you. <laughs> so, and the, the Mandarin warns him. You know, if you ever try to use it against me, you'll regret it. The devices will reverse themselves, and it'll be you who's their target. Yes, that is the I am rubber, you are glue button. Yes. So then he brings him uh, into his lab where he uh, shows his matter, his infallible matter recreator. And it's something about the Silver Age books where they just had these, you know, yeah, we'll just come up with some. Just imagine what they we'll could do for, for, for mankind, but no, no, no. They used it for evil. Well, we'll yes. just come up with something, and of course we were able to do it. So he re recreates a lifelike image of Iron Man. So it's kind of like a, uh, a holographic image creator. Oh, yeah, which would go well with... Uh, uh, which would go jive with that, you know, what I thought was like a 3D hologram above his head. So... He uses that to create an image of Iron Man, which he then sends to the Avengers. Who and, and the image says, "I'm still I'm in Europe, but between rounds with the Titanium Man, I'm sending you a projecto image because I have a message of great importance." Naturally, the tonal quality is greatly distorted due to distance my image must travel. I'm paying no attention that my voice is that of the Mandarin or the Mandarin. Yeah, he concerns the swordsman. He must be accepted for memberships in the Avengers. Hi! <laughs> what do you become, Mr. Miyagi? <laughs> I don't know. It's terribly insensitive of me, of me and I apologize already. Uh, so he, I personally sent him here to join our team. And then they're like, uh, okay. 
no one questions Iron Man in our in our present. Like, like, yeah, you're Iron not Man. even on the team anymore. So, yeah. screw you. And what he does is he points, you know, the the Iron Man image points out the fact that uh, Hawkeye and Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch all had criminal backgrounds before they were accepted. Mm, true. So then he sends sends uh, the swordsman back to the to the mansion on the Rainbow Bridge of Asgard. Whoosh! That's quite a relaxed journey, too. Yeah, he's kind of just laying there and, and floating Whee. in the air. Poof! So then uh, they're they're discussing what uh what message the faux Iron Man gave them. And while that happens, the swordsman shows up, and they welcome him into the Avengers. And Hawkeye, in a in a moment in a moment of clarity, says, "Next thing you know, we'll be swearing in Doctor Doom." <laughs> so then uh, Captain America starts showing him around, but in his thoughts, he says, "I'll keep an eye on you." But there, he looks like. Cap looks like he has a mustache, a little bit, but he, I, I, I know he doesn't. But just uh, if you squint, it looks like he's Tony Stark as, uh, as Captain America. So in the days that follow, the swordsman is never far from the watchful eye of a fellow Avenger during his probationary period, and he's thinking they watch me constantly. I have not yet won their trust, but what does it matter? If they're not looking, this is my chance to complete the Mandarin's trap. This little gadget will look. Like another innocent dial on their control panel. It stays a dial. They'll never suspect that it's a bomb capable of finishing them all when Iron Man shows up. None of them saw me fasten it to the panel. Oh, Iron but... set it off by remote control. But Scarlet Witch, she's so dreamy. Yes, she's too beautiful to be harmed. <laughs> Everybody loves Wanda. And then that night, as, <laughs> as Swordsman is sleeping... Uh, it is tidy whities Mandarin projects himself into the bedroom, which is just a little weird. Dude, can you knock? <laughs> what if I had a chick in here, man? I, I had a sock on the door, man. So he asks him if he planted the bomb. He says, yes, it was a breeze. Ah, so, that is good. <laughs> he actually had him say, ah, so. <laughs> huh. That's even more, more insensitive than my... Uh, <laughs> to my bad Mr. Miyagi imitation. <laughs> yeah, the book outdid you. I am here to warn you that I've changed my plan. Pray that I don't change it again. I am too impatient to wait <laughs> for the return of my chosen victim. You must leave at once. I shall set off the bomb, t- bomb tonight. Says, no, you'll kill them all. How, how come? What about Iron Man? This will speed his arrival. When he learns of their fate, he will come to investigate. Then we shall trap him. Wait, what about the girl? Oh, man. I never, never expected it to happen this way. I can't let him do it. Not like this. Not without a chance. Not I in my underwear. Pr- I could take pride in a victory in battle, but this is different. Even an enemy deserves a fighting chance. The swordsman cannot st- stoop to assassination. So he does have somewhat of a sense of honor. Yeah. So he's trying but- to, re- to remove the uh, the bomb. And, but then Captain America sees him. Swordsman, you're tampering with, tampering with our control panel. In your hand, a nitro bomb. So he actually sees this little this little thing, and he can tell it's a nitro bomb. He throws the shield at him. Swordsman but says, see, no, I can, ex- I can explain. But see, Cap knew because, uh, you know, he knew enough booby trap bombs in World War II to be able to smell one a mile away. Wait, I... W- I wasn't just planning it now. I planted it earlier. <laughs> no, wait. No, no. Hawkeye shoots a, an, an arrow at him, which he uses his sword to bat down. Captain America comes at him and gives him a, a, a mush in the face. Yeah. He shoots flame out of his sword. No one has ever gotten past my slashing sword before. No wonder he's become a living legend. Yeah, and then he does the flame. Flame enough to put any foe to rout. And Cap's defending, beating off the flames. 
Meanwhile, Hawkeye is shooting some arrows at him, but he keeps fighting. He keeps knocking him out of the air. <clears throat> Scarlet Witch is kind of running towards him and sending some sort of spell towards him. Well, well Cap calls for before that. He called for Plan G. As we rehearsed it, which is Quicksilver running around quickly to create a vac, an air vacuum to snuff out any sudden flame. And I hope Cap's holding his breath because if he created an air vacuum, he can't breathe! He's pulling the air from his lungs. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Captain America throws his shield and Hawkeye shoots an arrow and he manages to make them go into each other. Yeah. And then uh, Scarlet Witch uses some hex power, and this this, this room fills with smoke, and then the uh, Scarlet Witch... Well, no, it's steam, because it was resulting from setting... uh, Somebody set off the automatic sprinklers. Yes, okay, yes. And then... uh, Swordsman brings the bomb outside where it explodes, and uh, they said, do you think it got him? And Quicksilver says, let's hope so, for our sake. But then we see on a nearby rooftop, I suspected the Mandarin would try something like that when he realized I betrayed him. Luckily, I threw the whole thing in the into the air as soon as I heard the mechanism begin to throb. And now it's over. The Avengers will be out to get me and the Mandarin, too. Too bad it had to end that way. There's something about being an Avenger, even a bogus one, that seems to get into your blood and never let go. And then we cut to the Mandarin having a little hissy fit with two... Henchmen? Hmm? Yeah, kind of sketchy-looking henchmen in the back. Yeah. Never again will I take a partner. I failed because of the swordsman. To avenge my honor, he too must be destroyed. If you kind of suspect we'll be seeing some more of, of the swordsman from time to time... We must admit there's a chance that you're right. As for Mandy, he's harder to forget than a bee sting. <laughs> so just oh. join us again next ish when we'll have a whole flock of surprise waiting for you, all with the slightly sensational Lee Heck magic. Till then, face front and be good to each other. So that means that they didn't know what they were going to do the next issue. Oh, Mandy, and you came and you wore ten rings for me. Well, that's, but the I, end, that's the end of our story. Yep. What'd you think? Um, it kind of expands a little on the, you know, it expands a little on the, uh, the mythos of the swordsman and how he will get his redemption a hundred issues down the road, roughly. Yeah, it, at least it presents him as having a sense of honor. Yes. Yes. Which I think I think is frequently what they do with uh, Batroc. Zilliper. I think he, you know, he's not totally without a sense of honor. He he could be he's a mercenary, but when he senses that things are be do, being done the wrong way, he kind of backtracks on it. Yeah, I'm just skipping ahead to the next. I'm up to like issue 25, which I believe we've done 25. Do Didn't we do that with Professor? That's got Doctor Doom. Didn't we do that with Professor Allen? I don't recall. We may have to look and check on it, but we'll. We still have a few issues before we would get to 25 anyway. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Sorry. So let's, let's rate this one. Ooh. Well, the cover. Um, I know you're going to probably give it an A. Uh, I am going to give it a A for... Ah, I'm falling! Um, I can't get up. (laughs) And I need my team. Yep. I give the cover an A. What say you? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, and, and it's, you know, if, if you, if you, if I just gave it like a quick glance, I don't think I would. I, th- I think it, it, it's rated higher by me. The closer I look at it, the more I like it. 
it draws you in with the details of the buildings and the the swordsmen and the, like the look on Cap's face, like, oh man, I really goofed up. I hope these knuckleheads know what to do because they're all standing there going. Ah! The, the only negative I can give you is the perspective on the size of the building, but that really, yeah, that doesn't really bother me so much. <clears throat> well, look, well, look at the per- okay, look at the perspective of Cap. Look at the size of his body compared. It's like they could just catch him. <laughs> they could if they weren't because he only looks like he's about him. he's like fifteen feet away. They could just reach. I, all right, got him. All right, got him. Good. We're, all right, let's go. I mean, that is maybe they should have backed Cap up a little, but then you wouldn't see him as as prominent. So you know what? I'm going to give it an A minus for that. All right. I'm going to be picky. What do you think of the interior art? Ah, uh, the interior art. What is the dog? Oh, sorry, the dog was trying to edge his nose into the garage. Um, the interior art. Mm, there's a lot of sketchiness in the backgrounds. Like, I don't know if Don Heck put more in there, or Wally Wood got rid of some. I mean, the the characters are very usually very detailed, but there's a lot. And, like, maybe the stuff in the girders, but then there's other stuff. It's just colored backgrounds. Things are washed out. Uh, once we get in the mansion and the mandarins, uh, the mandarins lair, it gets a little bit more detailed again. Um, I'm going to give it a B- for the interior art. Okay, uh... Yeah, I mean, I'm not a, a huge Don Heck fan to speak of, and I do think the claims on the cover, you know, making a big deal out of the Wallywood inking, are kind of overstated. But I would say, you know, about a B, B, B minus. Yeah, and the story—it's nice. Um, you know, we're still getting the bickering, the the team building of our young team. Um, they are working together or learning. So they are coming together as a team in their own rights, even with the bickering. And we're getting the building up of the backstory of the swordsman, which will pay off way down the road. And, you know, we get a classic villain, uh, you know, so the, he's got this extravagant plot just to get back at Iron Man, which you think with all this technology, he could just, I don't know, find Iron Man to deal with him that way. Yeah, of like, I, I think that's the biggest weakness of the story, is the Mandarin's plot really makes no sense. I'm going to get you to join the team so that you could hide a bomb, so that one day, if Iron Man returns, I could set off a bomb. You put the bomb on? Who told you to put the bomb on? I didn't tell you to put the bomb on. Why'd you put the bomb on? You haven't even been to see the doctor. If you're going to put a bomb on, let a doctor put a bomb on. I guess I screwed up, huh, Jackie? you damn right you screwed up. Where the hell did you get that damn bomb anyway? The maestro. The who? What are you talking about, maestro? My friend, he's a conductor. Oh, oh, oh. so a maestro tells you to put a bomb on, and you do it? Well, my stomach was burning. I'll tell you what this is. This is a public humiliation. Well, I didn't know the bomb was going to work. Do you know what a bomb is? You ever seen a bomb? Didn't you read the instructions? Well, I was... No one can tell what a bomb's going to do. They're unpredictable. But I'm sorry, Jackie. Pull over here, driver. This is it. Yeah. 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 That seems like an, an awful elaborate plan to to do that. Here's my overly elaborate plan. So, ah, uh, story-wise, I, it's, I'm going to give it a C plus because it kind of balances out between the over-elaborate plan but with the building of the team and the back history of, or, you know, building... Now, granted, they probably, I mean, I don't think they probably had these plans for the swordsman at this time, you know, the years from years down the road. They're probably not thinking that far ahead. But, uh, yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it a C plus for the story. I'm going to drop that to just a C. Okay. Yeah, I think, you know, we're pretty much in agreement. And overall, I'm thinking... I'm thinking a B minus overall. 
Mm. So I'm just the slightest bit below you, but we're pretty much in agreement. Yeah. All right, so that is it for our first Avengers Spotlight that's not an Avengers Spotlight. Man, i got to get this U.S. government surplus direct by mail. <laughs> Buy one, two, or a dozen of any item. You- There's a cannon in there. Do you see that cannon? How I, how I didn't buy one of those, I don't know. A, a parka? A microscope? A cowboy hat? A bugle? A telescope? Bunk beds? Man. A tent? A typewriter? A backpack? Probably buy it all for like 10 bucks. No, you can't get a full, you can't get an army jeep. Handcuffs. Hmm. Wait, what's the price of the jeep? Let me see. Parachutes, twenty one ninety five. Boats, sixteen forty five. Shoes, a dollar sixty five. Jackets, tents, compass, holsters, machete, machetes. You can buy a machete in the mail. Well, I guess you can do that now. Goggles, pistol belts, steel helmets, giant balloons. Oh, model cannons. Wah, wah. That's a rip. Cartridge belts, steel axes, canteens, field stove, field pack. Oh, folding stove. Mirrors, field jackets, and see, don't give any prices for that. Hmm. But I'm sure you have to I'm sure you have to buy the catalog first, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Oh wait, here we go. Jeeps, two hundred and seventy eight dollars. Airplanes, one hundred and fifty nine dollars. Hmm. Passenger buses, two hundred and eight dollars. I'm trying to think like what what would a normal Jeep cost in nineteen sixty three? I'm guessing somewhere in the range of yeah, but three, that looks three or four thousand dollars, maybe. But that looks like a World War II surplus Jeep. Like that's not going to be fresh off the, you know, the assembly line Jeep. I think it's going to be, as Scott would like to say, whipped to shit. Probably. Yeah. Oh, and close one dollar. Send the combined catalog and directly immediately. There you go. Hmm. All right. So. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll we'll see you next time. What? We're done already. Yep. Wow, that was faster than Quicksilver with a cork ring. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at two truefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week.